In this week's parsha, we find the mitzvah of rising in front of an older person. The Pasuk says, Chazal say, Any person over the age of 70 is considered the zakein and is worthy of honor. The Gemara Masech Kedushin has a different interpretation of zakein. Ein zakein, ela misha the zakein that the Torah is referring to, that one must rise before, is a person who acquired wisdom. Zakein is comprised of two words, zekana, one who acquired. It turns out that even one who is not advanced in years, but is wise in Torah, we are obligated to rise when they enter the room. The Stipe Lagan asks, the Torah says zakein, and the Chachamim interpret that to mean zekana chachma. But the word in the Torah is Zakin, Zekana, he acquired. And it leaves out the most important fact, namely, what he acquired. It is only the Chachamim who later added on the word Chachma, the detail that this acronym is really referring to, one who acquired wisdom. Without this amendment, we would think that we would stand up in front of anyone who made any acquisitions. Perhaps even someone who acquired a lot of real estate or other material possessions. So why didn't the Torah say it explicitly, And the answer is really very obvious. The Gemara says in Sechtes Nadarim, Naktinan, Ein Ani, Ela We have a tradition, a person is only considered poor if they are lacking wisdom. But Marava Amri, in Yitzhak they said, The Dabei Kulabei. One who possesses wisdom has everything. The law dabe mabe. One who does not have wisdom, what's in him? Dakane machasar. If you acquired wisdom, what is lacking? Dalakane makane. If you have not acquired wisdom, what have you acquired? What the Gemara is saying is, a person can possess a fleet of luxury cars, own several mansions throughout the world make expensive weddings, travel to the most exotic locations around the globe. Yet, without acquiring Torah wisdom, he is considered an Ani. In the eyes of Chazal, he is dirt poor. Therefore, it was obvious when the Gemara said, Zeshakana, one who acquired, even without specifying what he acquired, that it must be Torah wisdom. After all, what else in the world is really valuable? There's a story told about Rabbi Hanan Wasserman. He once made a fundraising trip to the United States. And he made an appointment to see his old friend Phil, with whom he attended Cheder as a boy. Phil was now a wealthy owner of a coat factory, but had long since abandoned Yiddishkeit and rarely donated to Torah institutions. He arrives to his fancy Manhattan office, which was situated on the top floor of his clothing factory. The old friends shared memories of their childhood and spoke about what each had been doing since. After being brought up to date, Rabbi Hanan turned to leave. Phil was confused. Rabbi, didn't you come here for something? Rabbi Hanan said, Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did come for something. I have a problem. There's a loose button on my coat, and I know that you have a coat factory. Could one of your employees come up and tighten up this button? Even more confused now, Phil calls down to the factory and summons an employee to come repair Rabbi Hanan's coat. The employee tightened all the buttons. Now, come on, said Phil. You must have come here for something more important than fixing a loose button. No, that really was my reason, said Rabbi Hanan. 
And he thanked his friend once again and he left. Phil couldn't sleep all night. The next morning, Phil called Rabbi Hanan and he asked to please come back to his office. Rabbi Hanan arrives to the office and he sees Phil and he's very agitated. Rabbi, it just doesn't make sense to me. No one travels all the way from Europe to America just to fix a loose button. You could have repaired it in Baranovich. Why did you come to me for that? I already told you, Phil. I really came to you just for the buttons. That's ridiculous. Please tell me the truth. Didn't you come to ask for a donation for your yeshiva? Rabbi Hanan said, Phil, you find it so hard to believe that I came all the way from Baranovich to the United States to have a button sewn onto my jacket. But explain to me, how do you understand that your holy neshama made the long trip from underneath Hashem's kisya covered, traveled seven heavens to get to this world, just so that you can own a factory that makes clothes and sews buttons? And Phil was shaken to the core. That same day, Phil began keeping mitzvahs again. He also began donating generously to Torah institutions. And he helped Rabbi Hanan's yeshiva for many years afterward. Rabbi Hanan was teaching us a fundamental life lesson. You can have a fancy showroom in New York City. You can have a state-of-the-art factory with thousands of coats. You can even have millions of buttons. But if you don't have Torah knowledge, you are considered a very poor person. Money on its own has no inherent value. Money is only a means to an end. Money is given to a person only as a means to acquire Torah knowledge or to support Torah or to do mitzvahs with it. Zeshekana. Chazal remind us to make valuable acquisitions as we traverse this world. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.